Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about avoiding speed traps when making your WordPress site faster. And joining us in that conversation is Mr. Shane Bishop of OO, the image optimization plugin. Shane, welcome to Press This. Thanks, David. It's great to be on here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I know we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And so for those listening, just to kind of orient you a little bit, really what we're going to be covering today is how to support your teams in making performance uh, an ongoing focus, not a, a, a one-time project, but a, something that they focus on for the long term. And really to think about why teams get um, bogged down and, and don't make performance an ongoing practice in your brand or your agency or wherever your team happens to be serving. So uh, this is near and dear to my heart. And Shane, I've, I've uh, you know enjoyed working with you over the last few weeks. We have a pretty special announcement uh, actually around the OO Image Optimizer plugin. Um, for those that happen to be WP Engine customers, you might be familiar that OO is actually was actually on WP Engine's disallowed list 
and uh, it wasn't anything particularly about the plugin per se. It's a wonderful plugin, of course. Um, it's just there was a one platform compatibility issue. And then Shane, I just wanted to thank you right here for working with us to resolve that and get you off of the disallowed plugins list. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's pretty exciting after I think it's been six years since we launched the alternative alternative version, the cloud version, uh, just for WP Engine, and then several other web hosts jumped on that. Um, but yeah, to finally be able to streamline things and and make it easier for people to get up and running with UIO, yeah, it's it's pr pretty exciting. And I keep calling it ooh, but you call it. UIO. You, yeah, <laughs> call it whatever you want. It doesn't bother me too much. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And I know, as you mentioned, you had the cloud version. So customers were still able to use the service just through the other version. Um, but to have that be a more fluid experience for our customers, and, and we have a lot of customers and um, even staff that are fans of who, um, uh, one of our engineers, a gentleman named Nate Gay, actually wasn't with the one that essentially opened the ticket on our side to help resolve this. And that's, uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to work with folks and, and get removed. We did WordFence a couple months ago, so that was fun. In any case, we're talking about performance today. We want to kind of hear your thoughts on all this, Shane, and think about how teams can, you know, keep that practice up over time and what are those speed traps, if you will, to prevent them from doing that. Uh, but I was wondering if you could quickly tell me your WordPress origin story. What, when was the first time you used WordPress? Yeah, it's been a long, long time. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning, and I believe it was sometime in 2005. Uh, one of my friends, uh, we were talking about websites, and and I had pretty much just dabbled in doing straight HTML, and he said, hey, you should check out this new thing called WordPress. And so I installed it on, on a DreamHost server, I believe at the time, and started messing around with it. And it was about six, seven years before I actually um, started trying to do anything business-wise with it. But it was just running my own little personal blog and posting pictures and, and having fun putting stuff on the internet with WordPress. I like it. Do you remember what year that was? Um, I, 2005, I believe, is when I started. So it was like 1. Yeah, yeah. Like 1.6 <laughs> or something. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a lot different than, than what we have now. Wow. I mean, it's kind of incredible to think about the, the progress that's been made in those 15 years. Yeah, I want to say plugins and themes came out and Oh five, if I remember correctly, but yeah, very early days. Um, okay, so I gave a little bit of a preview about who uh, earlier, and I was wondering if you could just tell, help others understand, like what what do y'all what do y'all do? What what value do you, do you provide to site owners? Absolutely, and that's kind of continuing from the WordPress origin side of things. So I I tried to um, start a little bit of a business doing websites for people. Um, in I think it was 2011 and one of the things I ran into early on with a website I was working on for uh, my wife's parents was image optimization and they had a greenhouse and lots of fantastic plants and flowers and 
I was like, we got to get, get pictures on here, you know, got to show them off. And so I was putting pictures on there and I knew from doing some other website stuff at, at my job at a community college that we wanted to try and make this fast, keep the images um, optimized. And so I thought, well, I wonder what WordPress has for image optimization plugins. Uh, the short answer was not much. Um, so I took one of the existing plugins, the CW image optimizer, and the goal was to not have to basically optimize these images before I upload and I have to worry about installing software on my computer to do that and just be able to have WordPress do it automatically. And so I, I rewrote the, the existing plugin that was out there and made it capable of using JPEG, Tran, Optiping, and Gipsicle, um, some command line optimizers, and launched it in 2012. In the first week, we had 500 people download it. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So I kept working on it in my spare time. And um, a couple of years later, um, there were a lot of web hosts like WP Engine uh, that were not comfortable with uh, allowing exec. And not to mention the, the performance implications of compressing images, you know, image compression can take a lot of memory and a lot of CPU. Um, so there were a lot of web hosts that weren't real keen on, on having those local image optimizers. And so um, in 2013, we launched a compression API, which basically just offloaded the compression. And that's how the cloud version has worked from day one is using that API to compress yeah. images. Yep. My next question out of my mouth, that was literally my next question was, are you offloading the image compression? Um, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, I think as we think about the topic of this show, uh, this episode, if you will, you know, avoiding speed traps and how do you make this an ongoing part of your process? You know, obviously um, using solutions that, you know, in a sense, automatically optimize images to, for, to achieve performance as you build your site but to also take advantage of offloading so you're not taxing your web server for stuff like this, uh, to me is just like one of the top bullets in this overall strategy of like, how do I keep my site fast over time? Uh, so that's why I'm you know, glad to have you on to talk about all this. Right, right. And so, and just to throw this out here, because a lot of people aren't, don't realize um, how much of a strain that can put on a, a web server or how much resources it can use. When I started the plugin, I was using Bluehost, you know, just kind of your average. I mean, they're maybe slightly above average. They're pretty good, um, but <laughs> we won't badmouth them too much. But they're just shared hosting. You know, you got 100, maybe 200 other sites on, on a server. Of course, they're huge servers, but still, there's a lot of sites on there that you're sharing resources with. And to try and compress images with the free version of you that just does it all on the um, on the local server is not very awesome to your shared hosting. Um, as well, an example, if you I mean, if you take well, yeah, and then it it not only affects you know all the other customers on there, it's affecting you too. If it affects them, it definitely is affecting your your performance. Um, so something like a ten meg image 
which is not uncommon with our, our digital cameras nowadays, can take 100, 200, maybe even 500 megs of memory. Um, and that's a lot. And if you get bigger, we've had images on our API that take five, six gigs of, of memory it's to process. That all in the web server is a very bad idea. I want to oh, unpack more of this. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our episode around avoiding speed traps when optimizing for performance with Shane Bishop. Shane, before the break, you were talking a little bit about how, you know, the size of images available to people as they're building out new experiences on the web is, is so large that there's this kind of need to make sure that, um, you know, there's proper uh, compression workflows, if you will, for optimizing those images as they go onto the site, kind of how OO uh, works into that. Um, but I was maybe help, hoping you can answer another question I had here. Um, why do team, why do you think teams often don't make performance optimization a priority over time. Like it feels like a lot of teams go in and they're like, we're going to make the website faster this month. And then they don't do that again for like another year. Why isn't it something that teams do all the time? I think part of it um, is not having something that routinely reminds you about your performance. Um, I mean, we're all busy. And so you almost need something that's going to kind of interrupt your flow periodically and say, Hey, have you looked at your website performance lately? Um, and that's something I appreciate in that regard is, is WP engines performance tests where even for EYO, I, you know, compress my images. I install our plugin of course. And for the most part, don't think about it until every month I get that email and I go, Oh, is there anything I should be looking at? You know, and so it's good to have those reminders built in um, whatever service you use. There's there's various different services you can have that'll test your site on a regular basis. I believe even Google's PageSpeed Insights has some integrations. Um, I'm not sure if it's with their analytics platform, uh, but I know customers have talked about, oh, I got this thing from, from Google and they're saying my, my speed is slipping. And so... <clears throat> 
find a way, find a platform, whether it's WP Engine or or whatever you're using, that you have consistent reminders over time to look at your performance. Um, so I, bottom line, I think it's just busyness. We forget. Like, are you a fan of people working those performance tests into their uh deploy cycle, meaning that as they make new things, they, they, when they go through their QA checklist, the speed is one of the things they check. Oh, absolutely. I don't think you should launch a site without going, Hey, how is this performing? I mean, you could launch a site that's taken 20 seconds to load without even realizing it. So even um, when people are updating though, are, are you, I'm guessing you're also a fan of, of testing that update. Meaning if I'm going to add something to my site, I, I will still want to go back and check my load time to see if I've affected something. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that we've added over time on UIO uh, that have added in different JavaScript bits or CSS and all of those come with a performance penalty. Sometimes not a big deal. Sometimes it is. Um, so it's it's always good to go back in. Maybe not every single update, but like I said, regularly, at least once a month or every every other month, at the at the longest, I think, um, just check on it. Um, don't stress out about it every day, but make sure you're doing it regularly. I like that. I've I've coined a, a phrase around that, and it is that KPI don't move unless you observe them. So it sounds like your recommendation here is observe this KPI so that way you'll know when you should be doing something about it. Um, so you talked a, a little bit about this notion of like, as I'm adding to my website or adding elements to my website, I, I might be affecting the performance. And, um, but that's a trade-off, right? That might be okay. I might need that sales form. I might need that, um, you know, retargeting pixel or whatever it was. It made my site a little bit slower. Um, how do you think of that like over time as teams monitor for performance and, and think about those trade-offs? Like how do you know when, when that trade-off is too high? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I don't know if I have an amazing answer for that, but <laughs> um, you know, you look at, I guess, look at yourself and say, you know, what, what am I willing to deal with on other websites, you know, and you know, five seconds, probably too much. I mean, there there's research out there that typically will tell us that, you know, if it's more than two to three seconds, you're making your visitors uncomfortable, you're making them wait, you're triggering innate um, responses in the brain. It's not even just this modern, fast-paced, busy society. I mean, a thousand years ago, our, people's brains were still wired the same way that they didn't want to wait. Um and so having this delay when you're just sitting there staring at a blank page is is never great. Um, so the, the less of that you can have, uh, the better. Um, so it sounds like you're saying kind of basically like set a benchmark, if you will. Um, you know, and I've heard the two to three second thing a lot. Also seen a lot of studies talking about even incremental, you know, improvements to page load time result in incremental improvements to conversion rates and revenue. So like that's a, a really um, you know, tangible and material thing, but it sounds like what you're saying is when you're thinking about the balance between what you introduce and its effect on page load time, it seems like what you're saying is like come up with a goal or benchmark and try not to exceed that as you add these things. Right, right. I mean, kind of draw a line in the sand and say, this is the, 
the line that we're not going over. We're not going to go past two seconds. You know, if you pick that, then if you add something and it pushes you to 2.1 seconds, see what you can do to fix that. Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily uh, going to affect user experience. There's certain things you can add, uh, for example, with like a, a MailChimp uh, pop-up uh window or you know you might add something in from your help desk that's going to pop up on the the side if people need help you know those things will add a some of them a significant amount of of load time but they don't actually affect the user um on the front end because they're they're loaded asynchronously and that's something we'll get into here in a little bit but that can be one of those ways where you can say, okay, we can add this, but as long as we do it in an async manner and it's not massive, we're okay. I love to use webpagetest.org's film strip view for that, where I like, you can pull like a little timeline strip back and forth to see like at what second did the site look like X makes it a little bit more intuitive for interpreting what people's experiences at certain time points versus like staring at the waterfall graph and being like, oh, what happened? Uh, but that's that's a really good point that even though things might take longer to load relative to the KPI you measure, the person's experience with it um, might be different or might be acceptable. So we talked about how adding images or certainly unoptimized images over time can make a site slower. What are other things that you think teams do over time or don't do over time that lead to a slower website? Well, we've kind of already touched on one of the other big ones that I, I think of, and that's JavaScript and CSS. Um, next to images, that's usually your second biggest payload is all of your JavaScript, all of your uh, style sheets. I've seen some sites that have like 150 of them uh, or 200 even, and it's just, it can get out of control really easily. Um, you start adding in your analytics and your help desk and your email marketing and who knows what else. And, you know, you might have a slider, you might have three sliders. Um, if you have a page builder, that might add in some stuff. And so it can be really easy to let that, that CSS and JavaScript get out of, out of control. And those are the two biggest things, um, as far as far as payload. Um, yeah. The, the other is kind of one of the first things I always look at though, is the server performance. Um, and that, that generally not always, but generally comes down to your web hosting. So getting a solid web host, if you care about performance, don't go cheap. Um, not that there aren't some cheap, really fast web hosts, but usually you're going to pay a little bit more for performance. And so the idea is so, there over time, if you're on a server for in whatever host, I suppose, that with low resources, that as your site becomes more popular or more complex over time, you might start taxing those resources more. And so even though um, they may be completely normal activities, if you will, to add to your site, just over time, you can start eating away at the experience that people have when they actually visit your website. Um, so I think it's interesting. So we've got kind of this um, degradation, if you will, on site speed around images, around letting those JavaScript uh, libraries build too large. I, I use a, a 
Chrome extension called Ghostry that'll tell you all the libraries and the particular sites using. It is a kind of a scary way to see what all's going on behind the scenes in kind of a very easy way. Um, and I know that's been a big help for me as I've looked at the sites I was optimizing in the past. So I think those are really good tips. I have some more questions for you, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're talking about avoiding speed traps with site performance optimization with Shane Bishop of UIO. Um, Shane, before the break, you were telling us a little bit about what you thought uh, makes sites slower over time. In other words, um, it's not just that people aren't optimizing, but rather they could be doing things that actually hurt them. And I thought that was an interesting uh, way of thinking about it from your perspective. Um, I want to talk to you now about speed tools. We talked a little bit earlier about how monitoring, observing your KPI will you know, help them move up or down depending on the KPI. But people kind of obsess about these things sometimes. Um, page speed insights by, by Google, like people will just go nuts over those scores. Um, how do you think about uh, results and tests like that and like what matters, what doesn't matter? Yeah, it, it can be tough not to get bogged down in that. I mean, I think it's just a natural thing where we want to get the 100, you know? I mean, ever since grade school, we, we want to get the perfect score. You don't want to be the guy getting a 60 or worse, you know? That's failing, right? Um, so they've kind of gamified this so that we're inclined to obsess over it. Um, but it it can be too much um, if we, we're trying to knock off every little point. Um, so some of the things um, that I look at um, are 
how does this affect the user? You know, is this something that only the speed test really cares about, or is this actually affecting my user score? And then you don't have to have a perfect score to have a fast website. You might have an 80 and your site might be blazing fast. I've seen multiple sites like that where their time to first paint was phenomenal, like half a second. They're like, how can we make this faster? The, our load time is like two, three seconds. And I'm like, but your, your paint time is your user facing time is not two to three seconds. It's half a second. You're doing awesome. And so sometimes people just need that reminder that, okay, I, I am doing okay. I'm, you know, I, I am helping my users. And, and that's, I think the balance is remember why you're doing this. It's not to make Google happy. It's not to make the speed test happy because they don't care about your site. Um, it's for your users. It's for your visitors. It's for your target audience, the people you're trying to help. That's why you do everything you do. If you're doing love it for that. any other reason, stop. <laughs> I love that. That's why, that's why I keep going back to that film strip view, webpagetest.org, like to know what people experience in that, you know, millisecond or second or whatever it is. Um, really makes it real what's happening on the page. I love the other example I give for folks around this is I can make a, a web page with a single period on it that has no CDN, um, no, no compression, no optimization at all, but will load in basically no time at all. So it won't have a perfect score on these things, um, but it'll be the world's fastest website, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, and the, there's a site I ran across a while back um, as I was looking at a recommendation that I sometimes see that I'm just like, there's no way that makes any sense. And you go to this guy that's kind of one of the top, well, he is the top result on Google for it. And you can see why his site is fast and why he doesn't care, you know, that he's done this crazy weird recommendation because his site is ugly. It's just black and white. I mean, not that you can't have a black and white site, but that's all it is. It's just text. Um, hardly any CSS and it's like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> I know it's, it's just so funny how I often think of this as like almost like the balance of suffering and joy a little bit. It's like, you want to make it faster to deliver joy, but you're adding stuff to your website that, you know, is going to tax that. Um, but it's, it's this notion of like, well, when, when is speed the right decision versus when is experience the right decision and, you know, trying to find the balance between those two, I guess it's going to be uh, for always forever complicated or and complex, but I think that's what keeps us all employed. What do you think, Shane? <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. It's always finding that balance and, and being able to, to improve the performance without spending ludicrous amounts of time on it. Cause for most of us, that's not what we are building our website to do. We're not, we're not doing it just to, become WordPress performance experts, you know, so we we got to get back to what are we doing? How are we helping our customers and get back to our core mission? I love that. I think that's a wonderful place to end this interview on Shane. I wish we had more time. I know there's so much more to talk about here, um, but I just wanted to thank you for coming on today. Yeah, absolutely. Been a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, for sure. And if you'd like to learn more about what Shane is up to, you can visit u.io that's spelled e-w-w-w.io so that's three w's uh, but thanks everyone for listening to press this the wordpress community podcast on wmr again this is your host david vogelpohl 
I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.